Hey and welcome to the Startup Diary episode 148, Adam 148, we are flying through them now. Uh, I got an email in um, from a Richard, from Gymshark actually, uh, and it was in response. Gymshark, as in the Gymshark. As in the Gymshark, yeah. Cool. Um, I actually saw, um, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, jump in, like you always do. Uh, saw a video, um, I think it was from the founder um, on YouTube, uh, talking about the story and yeah, super impressed with that. I actually yeah. didn't know because obviously that's more your scene than mine, mm. uh, but sort of the, the growth of that company as well as what the founder's done so far, yeah, impressive stuff. And if you haven't seen it, I, I don't know what it's going to be called, but I'd probably go into YouTube and type in Gymshark founder story and you'll find it. Nice little vlog style thing, uh, yeah, good fun. Yeah, so Richard sends this email in uh, with the subject line, Poor pricing advice, uh, which uh, which took me back a little bit when I first saw it before I read it. Uh, but let me just read the email to you, and then we can uh, kind of dive in. Um, it says, "Hi Harry, loving the podcast, but your pricing advice on the British for the British bearded baby in episode one four five point two is poor. A supplier can't dictate retail's prices or promotional activity once a customer slash retailer has purchased the stock." It's classed as price fixing and attracts material fines if you're taken to court, etc. Happy to tell you more um, if, if of interest. I haven't actually re- replied to Richard yet, so I'm going to do that after we've. Now, if you told me like roughly, we've got an email about the pricing. Listen to the episode again, yeah. and then you said you dropped my line once you've got something recorded. So we did listen again, uh, and I'll let you kind of explain because it was it was you that was speaking out of terms or misinterpreted, as it were. Um, yeah, so I, I listened to the show, and, and to be really fair to Richard, he's got a really valid point, and it, it does sound like it's sort of going to a supplier, tell them the price they can sell at. Um, but I was more talking from experience of how I know thing, how things operate in our industry, um, and I'm not going to coin it like a gentleman's agreement, but terms are set up in place where there's an agreement that they're not going to butcher the price of a product. Mm. Um, but that led me into just doing a little bit more research around the whole area. I mean, there's, there's certain things that can happen that make it really simple is you just reduce the contract length time. Um, and I was speaking to one of the partners that we work with and how they get around this topic is they just reduce the contract length time. So if someone starts butchering the price, um, all of a sudden they're not tied into like a 12 or a 24 month deal where they've got a price set. Uh, those deals can run for like one to three months, especially if they're an online seller and they're just on like an auto renew. So if, so if the supplier doesn't like the activity of the retailer, they can just say, you know what, we don't, we don't want you stocking our product. It doesn't have to stock it. But on that note, um, what you can't do is within that, co- within that contract term, so if you've got a 12-month contract, uh, what you can't do is say, no, 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 you, you, you're, you're pricing it too low in the market and then cut the supply off because as Richard will know, like that, that is illegal. You're not allowed to... As Richard stated, dictate the price, pull stock off the shelf, stop supplying them for a reason that is driven by the, the pricing that they're selling out at. Um, so there are ways to go around it. But then I started, uh, started thinking about it. And when we listened to the show, it was like, well, like there's certain products out there that you just never see discounted. Like, yeah, so, so we know that <laughs> like Apple is a big one. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Someone will say cheap iPhone or cheap MacBook or something like that. It's not, it's like, what, 5% cheaper than the normal at most. And yep. like, I know you've said before, because you, you've got 
Apple stuff coming out your ears and you've told you've been a loyal customer and they 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 threw you a solid and it was what like a three percent discount yeah I went like 40 minutes and the guy was like you've got a business account with us I was like haven't yet uh, you've waited for like three years accounts we've now got three years accounts I'll be applying for one soon so like he's like listen I can see on your account you've spent like five figures with us let me go and see what I can sort out and he comes back and it's like a 800 pound per like an it was the iPad Pro like 800 pound mm. purchase he comes back and saves me like 14 quid and I'm like, I appreciate the 14 quid. I waited 40 minutes for it, so it was a really yeah. bad use of the time. Um, but it just shows the mentality around how those guys do discounts. So then we would, I was starting to think about it. It's like, obviously, Apple can't be price fixing. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, it can't happen. Um, and, and just to recap, the reason that we were even talking about this topic is because what you don't want to do is put a product that's got really good margin into the market and... Uh, Dan from the British Bearded Baby is going to be in a really nice position because it's new products into market and he can control the supply chain and work out where he puts distribution. Mm -hmm. And if you look at what we're seeing in our industry at the moment, we're seeing people that have got 99.9% .9 of all their sales going through a merchant, which is their distribution channel, um, but they want to start engaging with the end user, <coughs> excuse me, and sell direct. But they really can't because they're going to they're going to kill their supply chain with the merchant. As soon as they sell direct, they're going to say, "Fine, we're kicking you out." So they're in a really awkward situation at the moment and they're having to work in partnership with the merchants to work out how they do get the products to the end user a little bit faster because uh, merchants are good at sort of selling bricks and blocks and sand and cement and the internet's good for selling stuff that you can put in a box. So mm. that's why we're talking about this. So talking about like Apple, uh, it led me into, so why can't these guys, why can't, why doesn't uh, PC World all of a sudden run a flash promotion because they... Uh, because they can, because they can lower the price to what they want to. Um, yeah, so long as they're making a, so long as the shopfront's making some money, they could drop it as low as just above. Yeah, but cost. not like not even that. I mean, if you look at something like uh, like Dan's product, for example, is uh, there's an argument to say that like a like a barber's might sell it at cost to get people through the door, mm. uh, or they might sell it at a loss. Uh, this is what's called a loss leader. So. Uh, if there's enough uh, sort of brand pull around his product in two or three years' time, it'd be like, oh, it's normally 10 quid, you can get it for three when you get a haircut with us or when you get a beard cut with us, whatever it is. But that's the sort of thing that will just keep driving the price down in the market. What we don't want for Dan is, like, he's trying to sell online and he might be trying to sell some beard oil for 15 quid and all of a sudden he just took the same beard oil into Google and it's six quid somewhere else or eight quid somewhere else um, because you might have people that are doing drop shipping and all that stuff. Um, so it was all around sort of protecting the price of your product in the market. So then we got into the conversation about Apple. I'm like, well, how do these guys do it? So I found out some information, Harry. So firstly, Apple discounts, as in the margin that they offer to uh, a distributor or a shop, we'll call it, uh, the actual margin that they offer is super small. Okay. So, uh, so there's not really much flexibility in what the shop before they start hitting cost and going below exactly. and losing money. Yeah. Uh, so because of that, then the shop can still discount it. They can still go below uh, that. Uh, it's called the, uh, let me just pull this up because I made some notes about this. Manufacturer suggested retail price. I saw MSRP everywhere where I was looking about this and it's called the manufacturer suggested retail price. So you, Apple will go and take the iPhone and put it into a shop and say, that sells for 999 quid. iPhone X, ridiculous stuff. Jeez. I know it's gonna be about a grand, but that sells for a thousand quid. That's, that's our manufacturer suggested retail price. But then the shop can say, yeah, great. 
uh, I make 500 quid margin on this. Obviously they don't, uh, but I'm gonna sell it for 600 quid. So what they've done is they've said, no, 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 you've only got 5% margin on this. So you can probably discount this down to 950 quid if you really want to. And then I started thinking, but no one does. Like, like why is that? Um, so then there's a two part to Apple strategy. So they've got that manufacturer suggested retail price, but that has no impact on what the actual seller will sell out at. Then what they've got is what's called the map, which is the minimum advertised price. So it's gonna get a little bit complicated, but what happens is they'll say this sells for a grand. Cool, we're only gonna give you 3% margin. So all of a sudden there's only 30 pounds to play with. So they can only discount it 30 quid without losing money. But they incentivize them that if they sell at the minimum advertised price, they get rebates and commissions. So what they're saying is, listen, you can sell this at whatever you want, but if you sell it at the price we suggest, we're gonna give you a bonus on top. So all of a sudden the margin isn't 3%, it might be 20%, it won't be with Apple. But an example is, if you sell this at the minimum advertised price at 999 for this iPhone, then we're gonna give you an extra 10% every sale. See what they've done? Yeah, so they're promoting, they're promoting the higher, higher, price that a customer would see even yep. if even if technically it's probably the giving more money away to the shop say again you're saying that the, the margin that the shop would then be making yep. is actually larger than what they're offering yeah exactly. purely for the the benefit of the perceived value of the goods on a shelf exactly that they want to make sure that the apple products pricing is across the board mm. um and as richard pointed out like you can't force them to sell at a certain price so what they've done is something really smart, to be honest, and like it's dead simple. When you, when you draw it out, it's really simple. They say, we're gonna give you a 3% margin. Uh, so if you sell below that, you're gonna lose money. But if you sell at the price we recommend that, we're gonna give you an extra 10% rebate. So all of a sudden, if they drop their prices 10% cheaper than everyone else, they will make some sales, but they will then lose out on all the rebates yeah. and all the commissions they get on top. Um, so that, I just thought, was like a really interesting uh, sort of case study is the fact that what they do is apparently fairly common practice from what I've found. It doesn't work with lots of products. It has to be brands that have a, a big like, yeah, cool Apple, for effect. Like Apple products and we we know, everyone knows that Apple is premium. So it's like when you get, when you, when you get a phone, con <coughs> excuse me, when you get a phone contract, you spend 300 quid up front to get the phone plus a 60 pound a month for two years on the contract. You get a, Android device, they're literally throwing hundred pound cash back at you with. Yeah, and you know about it because, like so. Emma, your partner used to used to sell these things. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's no discounts around yeah. Apple phones. Um, so just just to get back to it is um, Richard's on point. Like, you can't go in and you can't legally say you can only set. This is uh, ten pounds. This is the selling price. You got thirty percent margin. You've got to sell it for a tenner. However, there are ways and mechanics of whether it's contract length time. Um, I don't want to say the words, I think I said it earlier, like gentleman's agreement. Mm. Like, uh, and the way that you get around that is by having just a short contract length. You will find people that will try and bastardize the product. Be really careful of who you give your product to, especially in the early days. Uh, because sales are great, uh, but maintaining the value of your product, especially the sort of thing that Dan's doing, uh, because it is a premium product. It's, it's organic, it's premium. He's trying to make sure that, he's trying to change the way people think about these sort of oils. And what he doesn't want to do is all of a sudden, for three months, 
you can get his products 50% cheaper somewhere else because he's going to have a real big problem getting it back up. There are ways around it. There are some nice little technicalities around like this uh, MRSP and the map pricing and all that cool stuff. Um, but just to be really clear, you cannot dictate what you sell at. Um, and uh, I really appreciate Richard getting in touch. And so, I really appreciate Richard listening to the damn show. I know, yeah, it was cool. Uh, and, and emailing me as well, because uh, yeah. like I said, I know, I know it's took me a while to respond and I will shoot him an email over after this. Um, but yeah, it's good. Uh, just on on that, what would you suggest for Dan then? Because the, uh, what is it, the MRRP and all that is probably any more beneficial for someone with a well-established brand is yep. what we're saying. But from Dan's point of view, what, if anything, can you suggest that he does to try and make sure that whoever is giving his stock to doesn't drop the price too soon? Okay. Um, like I, say, do I you, didn't know do you were going to ask this, so I'm going to try and do it on the fly. Do, um, do, you, the first, do, do, you, just get him to, uh, do you just get him to <laughs> be a guy that you, you uh, get along with and like and like why why would I want to why would I want to screw this guy over I'm going to just put his product on my shelf at the prices yeah uh, there's de- <laughs> there's definitely that there's definitely that but how can we do something for Dan that's going to protect him so he's got some okay so um, Dan's got a product he's going to put it into uh, loads of barbers uh, and if you've got a beard and you're listening go to the British Bearded Baby I believe the website's up britishbeardedbaby.com.co.uk not sure go and check it out uh, Matt's the one that's been building it for Dan. Uh, looking forward to that going live soon. Going to be selling products. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's basically wanting to get retailers to stop the products. So um, let's look at what Dan's got under his belt. He's got uh, a great product, new brand. Um, he's, got, he's got a community on social and he's driving demand for the products himself. So uh, if I'm Dan in this situation, I'm sat there and on my website, I'm selling direct. Okay. Um, but I'm trying to build a relationship with retailers. So what I'm actually going to go to them and say is, listen, um, if you take the product and you sell above the map price, so the minimum advertised price, we're going to feature you on our website as a stockist. So you can buy online or you can pick it up locally at a local stockist because we know some people are going to want to see the product and walk into town and pick it up from a local barber. And what Dan needs to make sure is his strategy is really clear. Is he only going to do online sales and sell direct or is he going to try and build up retailers? Um, and then working out what that looks like. So he goes into the barbers and he goes, listen, uh, take these products, and as a thank you for taking the products and becoming one of our retailers, we're gonna put you on the website. But just to be clear, James, is you're on the website. If you sell below the minimum advertised price, I then can't keep you on the website because it's all about maintaining the value of the product in the market. I think, and because you're on the website, we're also gonna talk to you, talk about your brand on our Instagram, on our social, letting people know that you're one of our stockists. I think you can get, you can probably use that as leverage to be like, you've just got to hold the same price in the market. If you sell above the minimum advertised price, very similar to what Apple do, they give cash back or whatever it is to the retailers. If you sell above the minimum advertised price, um, I will keep you as a featured stockist on our website. If, I understand, Richard. You can James, whatever I called the guy. Uh, you can uh, you can sell at whatever price you want to, but. If you sell below that map, I'm going to have to take it off the website just because I want to make sure that the price is kept in the market. That's what I do. Cool. That was good. That was good. Yeah. On the fly. Yeah. yeah, Good. (laughs) It's like you know what you're on about. Um, Cool. Uh, Yeah. So we'll wrap it up there. But yeah, thank you, Richard, for uh, emailing. I will shoot 
uh, an email over. It'd be great to have you on the show. Adam's raising his hand. Do you want I, a high five? I don't know. It's that too far away to <laughs> high five. <laughs> we'll try something new with the mics to actually see if we can uh, keep improving the audio. Um, the reason I put my hand up is that just shows that when you put a little bit of research in, uh, the thing that I came up against recently is I thought, my, I, thought I was a snowflake. Um, and maybe we'll do an episode on this. I thought my problems were unique. I thought the problems that I run into in my business are unique and like, how do I get through them? If you just go and spend some time looking at what other companies are doing, like I wanna get Gymshark on the show because I wanna learn about how he and that company has got to the growth they've got to because then you take those learnings and don't try and reinvent the wheel. Just rip it off and apply it to your own business because they'll have some similarities to what you do. So I don't know how we went from beard oil to Apple's pricing policies, but there's some similarities there and you just take that learning, deploy it into your own business. Awesome. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can email me. It's harrison at experttrades.com. Two T's in the middle, one S at the end. And I want Richard, I know you listen to the show, mate, and firstly, hugely appreciate you reaching out. Get in contact with Harry. We want to get more people on the show. I want to hear from yourself. I'd love to know if you've picked us up on this and had the time to send us an email. You obviously know a load more about this space than us. Come on the show. Educate me. Educate Harry. Educate the listeners. Uh, and then... Uh, yeah, and then plug Gymshark because I want to know more about the business. Like, really keen.